0: We're gonna start
1: the show.
2: I went to a (laughs) mall.
1: Where's Sarah? Fucking rabbit. (laughs) most people don't even know the facts.
0: The underlying ideas don't have enough depth to last for about entire season. Christopher, this is only going to work if we speak one at a time.
1: Fine. You first, Eric.
0: Tonight's live cast is streaming to you through the DinnerPartyshow.com with your hosts, New York Times best-selling novelists Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn.
1: Welcome to the Dinner Party Show. We can. I'm Christopher Rice, and I'm Eric Quinn, And congratulations, Christopher Rice, on knowing my name. No, on on your
0: first anniversary on the air, on
1: our first anniversary. Congratulations, Dinner Party Show. A year ago tonight, we were complete fucking basket cases in this very studio. You were. That's not true. We had that horrible video system. (laughs) I have you on camera, being just as nerved out as I was. My mother was sitting in the other room, going, "Oh, what a disaster these." Boys are in shape for that. Was my favorite part. It It was was... the
0: printer was like the the train in Italy. Yeah, you don't come in here and say I'm gonna kill you. I
1: once threatened to murder Eric because he was about to get off of a train that we were late for that we got on at the last minute. That's a footnote. We should start doing dinner party show footnotes for this self indulgent story about Christopher and Eric's friendship. Click here. I'm very excited. Humble brag. Let me let me just say this, that you dressed up for our one-year anniversary. It's our
0: anniversary. Apparently nobody else around here gives a shit. I dressed up. I baked turkeys. I baked you three turkeys. You baked a
1: turkey cookie with candy corn on it for the feathers. Lick your lips, party people. We've got turkey cookies up in here. That's right.
0: Yeah.
1: I look like a slob. I'm wearing a T-shirt from an organization called Geeks Out, which is a gay empowerment organization for comic book fans. And you know how they got me to buy this T-shirt? I walked past their table. (laughs) Heavily armed? At Bent, they were adorable. They were no, they were not. They were they were they they were who they were. But I walked past. Zoptic Jewish boys? I walked past it. I do love Zoptic (laughs) Jewish boys. I know. Just it's not a very good story. Just let me get through it. I walked past their table at BentCon, and the guy behind the table went, "Well, fine. I didn't want to talk to you either." And I turned around and went, oh, God, how I'm so horrified that you would speak to me that way, but I'm now going to act like I did something wrong. Oh, those are great T-shirts, and I bought two of them.
0: I would have flipped over the table.
1: I know you would have. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't invited. Maybe that's why. That, you're, you're, there's a blacklist at BenCon. I don't invite Eric to Bentcon. He makes fun of the comic book and geeks. And turns over tables.
0: I actually don't either make fun of comic book geeks. I think that's not fair. I celebrate. I am, however, over the whole... The 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 tyranny tyranny of 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 Comic-Con!
1: I thought recently that maybe that Comic-Con is like the Tea Party of popular culture. Like, Comic-Con has these demands that every big superhero movie must conform to that don't necessarily always play well on the national uh, movie-going stage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, the Tea Party can't elect yeah. a national candidate. Thor, just
0: then, the <laughs> Avengers, just really
1: did. You know, the Avengers is, is, is well, I don't have a response to that because you're smarter than so me. So, meanwhile, back at our first anniversary show. Later, my mother insisted on coming on the show. No, she again. didn't. We she asked her insisted. to come because
0: she was our first guest. When we first started the show a year ago, she was sitting in the lobby, sitting upright, and she's back with us live tonight via satellite. I'm sure there's a satellite involved somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the dinner party show satellite. I forgot to tell you, while you were out of town, Christopher, I bought a satellite.
1: I was wondering why
0: the credit card bill was so high this <laughs> yeah. month. Yeah, sorry about that. But yeah. It seemed like it would be worth it so that your mom could be on the first anniversary show without having to drive all the way into town.
1: Absolutely. and But b- before we do that, we have a very exciting treat for our listeners. Oh,
0: I think you're really. It's something special. You know, we don't want to get all sentimental.
1: but We put together a collage, if you will, an amalgam, a montage, an audio montage. And by of we, our, we mean Brandon. Of our finest moments over the past year here at the Dinner Party and Show. We wanted We're to share them with you tonight in honor of this
0: very special occasion.
1: Absolutely and now we may begin If you'd like to hear more From our ludicrous sponsors Listen to the Dinner Party Show With Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn The internet's first live comedy Variety show (laughs) Live? (laughs) Listen to me hit puberty On the Dinner Party Show my country is torn apart by famine and war. <laughs> That's the Indian child. Keep going. I love that voice. <laughs> Young people in Christ. <laughs> Straighten up. Straighten up. Butch okay. it up, girl. Okay. He said he just thought the world w- well, he thought the world wasn't gonna end for a while. He just wanted to see where it was gonna start when it started ending.
0: <laughs> Would you like to take that last <laughs> sentence again, Miss Musgrave? I-
1: five more versions of it I'd like to do, actually.
0: Someone reached into his bag during that
1: flight and... Oh, oh you're damn right I did. I took it myself and I hit it and when we were back home, I <laughs> Sorry, can we, do- can we do it from your line again? Hey, honey, how about for dessert we spin by the...
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the milk isn't the only thing that went bad after two weeks. It's... Uh, awesome. Okay. Oh, yes, yeah. wrestling appreciation night. We filled the pool with
0: jello and porn stars. That was amazing. Yeah, you never called.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: you guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This drifting disaster just a few short minutes ago. I'm going to do that line I think that sounds like a great idea. (laughs) The bogus invite. As if. Solely so he could assume control of their tedious little show in his absence. In their absence. Fuck. Hold on. Better to think about than the the decrepit fucking... (laughs) Then. The painting is by our friend Pam Rawlings, and it depicts a traditional image of the Virgin Mary astride a Harley Davidson. Virgin on a hog, it's called, and even though Shoheini threatened to leave me if I... I'm sorry. The painting is by our friend Pam Rawlings, and it depicts a traditional image of the Virgin Mary astride a Harley Davidson. Pakistani buzz comes out. Okay. <laughs> Your mother's dead. Okay. A widely available stimulant that.
0: Ah! Sorry. Let's see if I can fake my way through this shit that some hack wrote for me. During the early months of the year, you'll be Tempted to spend too much at home. No, Eric, stop saying that. Let us look to our leader, Oprah, who, unlike all the other overweight black women from Mississippi, was able to elevate herself to a place of wealth and influence through the positive shit, the barrage of stand-up comedians and literally was literally, oh, fuck it. But, in the vacuum created by the declining numbers of bigot-based appeals, there are corresponding rising numbers of shit. Typo. Mm. And now, back again, like a bad flu. It's that goddamn it's
1: truck. It's that tank. <laughs> and we thought the people upstairs were bad. <laughs> 30 seconds. If
0: winning the... Well, I'm going to just crash right into that microphone. <laughs> Ran right out in front of me, See folks. Those hands we don't just rent you a baby, we give it to you for that ideal window of time in which their ear pissing. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I had met Earl, I'd still have had. Damn it. And I wrote this shit. I'm going to do that line over. <laughs>
2: Uh,
1: Thanks, okay.
0: Uh, but I'm, first, I'm going to wait for you to just stop laughing at me for doing it so badly the first time. Good. Are you good? Free and fun. So kick back and get ready for some groovy tunes. Really?
1: <laughs> Professional, Eric. You know what I have? <laughs>
0: Who wrote this shit? (laughs) Fitting, then, that the dinner party show take time to wipe the spit off their face that they get (laughs) from doing this silly voice. I'm joined by the Matilda Haggington. I don't know why it says the. (laughs) Because
1: I'm amazing.
0: Anyway, first, we'll be joining Pauly and Ed on their show on...
1: I'm sorry. Hold on. Just,
0: you sounded a little unsure. Well, since you wrote it
1: incorrectly
0: and I'm having to make it up as we go I know. along... Well,
1: maybe we can practice <laughs>
0: You didn't even have sugar at lunch, but you ate all those cookies. That's what this is. This is those cookies burning off.
1: (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry.
0: Okay. And now, here once again to do, oh, who the fuck knows. Really, it's Jordan Ampersand. The Dinner Party Show's critic at large and hardest. (laughs) Give me those fucking Kleenex
1: left inside of a cotton ball machine.
0: <laughs> Swear to God. A cruise, you can get robbed and stranded just a flu, just a flu block for the mall. What's <laughs> his like, like Julie? Julie? If you have a relationship question, you can send it to me, care of the Dinner Party Show's Facebook fan page, or at jonelle at thedinnerpartyshow.com. And fucking bravo for me for finally being able to spit that out. What's he's like,
1: Julie? Okay, you have to explain that to our party people because that was probably the only inside joke. The rest of that was so horrible they could understand right, it. it's just
0: us being completely incompetent. I mean, really? Yeah, it takes a lot of effort to actually get together the two hours that we managed to scrape up. But to I was actually remarkably
1: impressed that only one flub from Jordan ampersand in that little run. Well, that we could air. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs>
0: tell the story about what's he's like, Julie. I hundreds of years ago, when I was uh, young and dinosaurs ruled the earth, when pterodactyls was, darkened that's the skies. Right. It was I was in a production of Carousel, which is also that old. Um, it's a musical for those of you who um, weren't born before the Book of Mormon hit <laughs> Broadway. Anyway, um, or Wicked. There was this wonderful girl in the chorus who's uh, who's. Voice was incredible. She was astonishing. She was, and she had one line in the show. She was beautiful, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and her line was the cue for when I marry Mr. Snow. And she was supposed to say, "What's he's like, Julie?" That was her line. And then, well, he's kind of tall, and well, you know mm-hmm. how those shit musicals go. Anyway, so every single time, from the beginning of rehearsal until the show closed, she would look with beautiful. Big eyes. Which you're doing right now, but they
1: can't see. Right. At
0: Julie and go, What's his like, Julie? (laughs) She said it exactly that way every time, and it has become the archetype of the flubbed line. Yeah. Everybody in the entire production, like that was off stage, said it with her every night
1: for the run of the show. Yeah. What's this like? I feel like I've lived through your community theater experiences with you because we could do a whole show of just you. Eric talks community theater. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Yeah. I
0: actually, I couldn't really watch. I never really enjoyed Waiting for Guffman because it was, it took me back to a time that I I never wanted to return to. But I so enjoyed it. I so enjoyed it. It's very funny, but it's so reminiscent of those people that are like, really?
1: Right. (laughs) But this is the doing the show is like theater, only it's easier because nobody can see us. And we do these characters, you know, we have the live shows taped, but we don't have our recording sessions taped because our faces look preposterous and insane. We're, we're making expressions to get these voices out that would chill the blood of a small I think child. That, yeah,
0: I think they, I've seen shots of like people recording The Simpsons and animated yeah. stuff where they you you act it out. You emote. You don't just simply read it aloud. There has to be whatever we do to cause right. those things to happen. Absolutely. Well, I would like to um, take this opportunity to express my gratitude not only for a year on the air um, mm-hmm. with the dinner party show and with you, but also for whoever it is who has granted me honorary membership in, <laughs> in the society of really fine-looking, um, powerful black women. I, for some reason, the direct male world has decided that I am – a powerful and self-possessed black woman with ve- with great style with great and a good taste. deal of sass, I received... This this version is called Ashro. I receive all kinds of magazines, but this, there's a, a catalog called Ashro, the Holiday Spirit Edition that I've received just today, or well, actually yesterday, because it's Sunday. We don't get mail on Sunday. It's all about... On being a fabulous black woman. I mean, it
1: is. I'm really. I'm really honored. There's an outfit that we called Autumn meets Easter meets um, Giraffe giraffe mating mating season. season. Yeah, it's really. It is amazing. It's really
0: spectacular. I wish I could pull off that
1: hat. I really do. But every model in the entire catalog is a black woman. Uh, nobody in the catalog a looks like Eric Shaw, Quinn, a fabulous woman. black I, I woman. I wish, yeah. I would, it's it, like an MSNBC talk show lineup. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah,
0: really such... There's wigs. There's everything. I, I could probably actually... If, uh, if it wouldn't get me the, what was her name? Christine Ho or Huff or whatever, the I idiot remember. who went and blackface for Halloween oh, this year. Oh, God. Julianne Ho. Yeah, I'm afraid it would get the Julianne Huff treatment if I actually. You know, tried somebody for this.
1: recently pointed out that Miley Cyrus' Halloween costume this year, which she did some appearances in, was actually Little, Little Kim. Kim. Yeah, But Miley didn't do the blackface no, part. She so. just. It's possible she just went with one of her tits out. Yeah, yeah, as usual, as usual. We could do a whole <laughs> show about Lady Gaga on Saturday Night Live last night, but I haven't seen it yet, so we can't. Unfortunately, we're going to have to have my mother oh, Ann Rice
0: on right in honor of our um, of our fabulous anniversary. Yeah, um, we have Anne Rice standing by live, live. via
1: satellite via her Facebook page, which she has probably just stopped commenting on. She's going to be here to talk about how amazing we are, what contributions we've made to her artistic and creative development here at the Dinner Party Show. And Christopher
0: and she are not only going to answer the questions that you all have so thoughtfully supplied well, to Shea Butters. There are no
1: questions for me. So. But
0: um, but also they're going to wrap up uh, the tour. So I'm going to go, oh, you know, get a tea just, and
1: uh, no. No, an emery board and finish We are so sick of talking nails. about this fucking tour. You're oh, yeah. not going anywhere. You're yeah, not well, going the
0: I don't expect the party people are as, as tired of it as you are. I'm getting questions already about best meal that you had on tour and what your favorite city was on the tour and which group you hated the most and who is the worst visitor. Anyway, what was the ugliest bookstore?
1: <laughs> ugliest bookstore, worst reader in bed. Oh, did I say that? Oh, dear.
0: Well, okay. anyway, so that and many other exciting developments and inside stories from Christopher and Anne when we come back after this brief but exciting anniversary dinner party show break. Are you tired of all those fancy frou-frou candles that make your home smell like some weird place that Europeans might visit? Tired of scented candles with hard-to-pronounce names and flowers you've never heard of as their base fragrance? Well, the folks at Arresting Home Aromatics. Aromatics have finally come up with a solution for you. Their new Heartland Candles
1: line. Cheryl and I had some friends over the other night for a bbq and well, we'd forgotten to prepare anything for a side dish so we lit one of them frito pie candles and it was just like everyone had had a side dish after all. I'm not much for strong perfumes, but I do love to garden. And that's why my favorite of the Heartland Candles is rake. It smells just like grass. The legal kind, not the smoking and making you walk out on your kids' kinds.
0: Subtle, unassuming, of the home, not French. These are just a few of the superlatives customers have piled on our Heartland Candles. Some of our intoxicating scents include Ego Breakfast, New Baby Smell, Double Wide Breeze, Strawberry Daiquiri, With Mint, Chimney, Downtown Atlanta, Black Lady, Motorcycle, Sarah Palin, and Tankeray. We invite you to go home again without ever leaving your home to begin with. Whether or not you aim to stoke the flames of a romantic evening with our fancy coconut sunscreen tea candles or just cover up the smell of a dead rat in your wall with one of our industrial strength propane springs pillars, light a heartland candle tonight and let the smells of your life light up everyone else's.
1: Applause, applause, applause. Welcome back to the dinner party show where I am currently chewing Eric Shaw Quinn's anniversary cookie. Oh, right? that sounds gross.
0: Mouthful of cookie over there on that side. And uh, yeah, and our very special first anniversary and premier party person guest, the very first guest we ever had, is live with us via satellite. Hello, Ann. Welcome to the dinner party show. Welcome back.
2: <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'm glad to be back with you. I want some cookies.
0: Aw, uh, you're I should diabetic. I should've thought of it ahead. Yeah, well, there's that. I should have Don't thought ahead to uh, poison you with <laughs> by sending sugar to.
2: Don't worry residence. about it. I can see those cookies and I can taste them in my mind. I'm cool with them.
1: I can taste uh, them I'll in you, my mind. I'll bring you some cookies, little girl. Oh, gross. <laughs> Things getting weird with my two moms. Thanks. Thanksgiving um, is just around the corner. <laughs> Listen, so we uh we wanted to honor you for being our first guest on the dinner party Hooray, show. Hooray, thank you. But you were also mm-hmm. you've been on the show, I think, three times. Yeah, you right? were
0: here for the madness. How was it that first show? What what's your memory of the first show?
2: I thought it was very exciting. I don't you know.
0: <laughs> I thought you bitches were crazy. <laughs> the part where we were you running up and down the hall screaming or
2: no, I just remember having a great time, you know, and I loved the studio and loved seeing you both and thought you were very funny, and uh, the whole thing was enjoyable. I think we had caviar, didn't we?
1: You asked for it.
2: Yeah, you I did. You
1: requested I?
0: Caviar. and so yes, I actually, uh, I I think what what do we call him? Beef Wellington, Billy. Yes, actually was serving uh, caviar. We had a, a lovely yeah. setup that had been put well, together.
2: Okay, that's cool. Smoked
0: salmon, the whole
2: the whole shooting match because we yeah we we did it right. It was cool. Yeah.
1: Well, and then you came back for another appearance on the dinner party right. show. And we had this very, very special clip yeah. of one of the highlights. It really was
0: a special moment we wanted to share with you and uh and with our listeners from as we as we hark back on part of our anniversary celebration.
2: Okay. <laughs> But that still
0: doesn't make it okay.
2: No, I agree. <laughs> it's
1: still agree. a terrible idea. I know,
2: but I just think that the Honey Boo Boo family is a great family, and I love them. Okay, let's go on to but another the controversy. Answer, the answer
1: to the question is that you aren't deterred from Facebook by this I am not. I am not. The trolls don't get you down. Well,
2: no, it's not trolls. It's just people who honestly disagree, and I've always welcomed disagreement.
1: What happened? I don't Are we know. on the air? Something's happening to our computers. Can everyone hear us
2: still? I can hear you this time. Are we still hi. on the air, guys? Are we
1: yeah. still on the air? Mom, we're playing a clip. Okay, we're just gonna keep going. We have had a computer malfunction here in the studio, which explains that loud beeping that you're hearing in the background. Um,
0: Right. It's like that. It, that's not a fire alarm. Everyone it's is It's not okay. a fire
1: alarm. We're okay. I think somebody has hacked our system because you wouldn't stop talking about oh, Honey, honey Boo Boo. That's, right? that's what yeah. happened. Just I think just somebody honey has hacked Assault. our system. Something um, terrible
0: was, right? yeah. I love how everybody in the booth is pointing through the glass.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think what we need to do is get in here and disconnect this
0: thing whatever right it now. Is. Um, Can we unplug whatever that uh, the this is Christopher and Eric Learn to do <laughs> a radio and show. Eric.
1: Learn to do a radio show, and of course the technical malfunction comes when we have our biggest guest on.
2: Oh, how kind of you.
1: Yeah, it is kind of you. Make it stop. I don't care what it takes. Um I wonder what on earth it is. Yeah, we're gonna go to a quick sketch and try to fix this problem, <laughs> and we'll be back here on the dinner party show as it falls to apart live Teresa on the air. <laughs> we're gonna go to best served warm from Teresa Sparks. Take it away. That was one of our golden moments. Here right, on the it's Dinner been a Party year show. Show. Do Do you you these kinds of of heartwarming Mom? moments.
2: Actually, I didn't remember it. I thought you were having a <laughs> meltdown right now. You <laughs> <know>? We didn't <laughs> even so think things I, were going wrong right now. Oh, I, have you know, you. I, I just didn't remember it. I just remembered the excitement of the show and what fun it was
1: all right all right you can drop all the professional talk miss rice we can get real here on the dinner party (laughs) that's enough anniversary crap okay happy
0: anniversary it's been a year i hope you thank you all for sticking around thank you for coming back in
1: and now we can talk about the real stuff yeah let's talk about the real stuff and you all talk i'm gonna eat the rest of this cookie eric shawquin brought for me
0: so oh well that's one way to handle it Mm. christopher and and any final thoughts christopher Mm. um so any any final thoughts from your tour miss rice
2: Final thoughts. Uh, Well, kind of gratitude and and, uh, being overwhelmed by the whole wonderful experience. I mean, I absolutely love seeing my readers. I love it. And it was great. It really was. It was was exhausting and and intense, but it was absolutely great. Right up to the very last signing at Changing Hands in Tempe. It was just terrific.
0: Which was quite a hit. Christopher said that was quite a big signing. You had quite a turnout there.
2: We did. We had uh, a fantastic crowd there. We had a lot of children, babies, Aww. young people. A lot of people with incredible tattoos.
0: Baby vampires. And we had Baby a vams. lot of,
2: lot of gay people, a lot of straight people, a lot of families, a lot of lots of just. We really are great the world. world. <laughs> we are the children.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Great but, to go uh, out we, on a high note. It was great, and we were positioned in such a way that we couldn't see the rest of the store or the line. And so they came up, I guess, what do you think, Mom? Was it 30 minutes or 40 minutes into the signing? And they said, there are 700 people here. <laughs> and we all kind of panicked. I started shouting unhelpful directions at the <laughs> store management to see if, you know, well, maybe we should go get my books out of line. and But it was... Disable um, the fire alarms. <laughs> open the emergency exits at once. <laughs> it was great, though.
2: It actually worked out fine. It was... Three and a half hours, though, I think, of signing. And that did not include the time spent uh, in the back room signing personal orders that had come in from all over the world. I was really glad Changing Hands was willing to do that. Take orders from every country for people who wanted a personalized book. It was really great. And they handle all that beautifully. Well,
0: that really, yeah, that that really is a wonderful uh, gift to allow people from everywhere to participate in the tour a little bit, even if they couldn't make it to Tempe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I have to say, I um, don't accept books in the mail anymore to sign because so many of them got lost. But everybody mm-hmm. wants a signed book, and they can't necessarily make it to a book signing because book signing tours are not as long as they used to be. They don't send us to as many places. There aren't as many places to send us to anymore. So if we can find a store like Changing Hands and develop a so relationship with like them. or something
0: like changinghands.com or something? Yes, mm-hmm. if
1: you Google Changing Hands Tempe, T-E-M-P-E, It'll take you to the Which website for I the store. I thought was a, a,
0: a tofu-based egg product. <laughs> you didn't it, know, it was actually a place.
1: I think it's both. I think it's where they invented the tofu-based that's, egg that's product. That's really
0: great. And as long as we're talking about online and uh, people from other places, our regular listener, Todd Barslow, is actually... Um, put together an online fundraiser for the people who were the victims of the cyclone in the Philippines.
1: Yes. Todd actually lives in the Philippines. Right. And he listens to our show often. Unfortunately not in the
0: part that got torn to Pieces. Four thousand people have been it's
1: killed, and twelve hundred are still missing. It is the southern part of the Philippines. I think they got hit by and I, I don't cyclone typhoon. I don't know the difference between the two, but it's it's, it's it was a bad storm. It was one of the worst on record. Yeah, and so Todd is doing a campaign. He's already reached his first goal of fifteen hundred dollars, but he wants to raise more, and he is literally buying food and bringing it to the storm affected area. And so, so Shea
0: Butters will post that on our site, and if you want to help out, that's a great way to do it to help Todd help the people who. It just seemed like a good place to mention that right in the middle of your interview, Anne. Sorry about that, but I know you care about Todd, too. No, no,
2: I love Todd, and uh, I think he's doing a great thing there. I'm glad you mentioned it. I mean, we, we should mention stuff like that often,
1: you know. Mom, was there any person of the page that you met for the first time in person on the tour? I know you know a lot of them, and you correspond with them on Facebook and via the dinner party show, but did you meet anybody for the first time?
2: I met a number of people. Uh, right, over we had the, the San Francisco tour. crew.
1: Yeah, yeah Buffy yeah. Peterson and Sumiko Simpson. Right, and I, Justin I, I think Simpson. maybe
2: that was the first time I met Buffy Peterson. Yeah. yeah, I think that was the first time. But you know, sometimes I think it's the first time and it's not the first time, as Sumiko Salson pointed out. To me, <laughs> I had actually met her before and didn't remember. I was embarrassed about that. Well, you do. The meeting her again fans. was terrific.
1: She brought an amazing painting. She did a poster for the movie Squeal, which is from our skit, uh, World's Worst Pitch Meeting. It's a terrible idea for a horror movie, and she did a painting of it. I know it's being shipped to me. It has not arrived yet. By Slow Boat from China? By Dolores, our lovely media escort in San Francisco. (laughs) Dolores, (laughs) la,
2: la, la, la.
1: Okay, Mom, favorite city.
2: Oh gosh, New Orleans. What was, am I going to oh, say? Yeah, of of course. course. I mean, we went to the Vampire Ball down there. We stayed in the French Quarter. We saw all kinds of old friends Your and relatives.
1: Bookstore.
2: I mean, my god, just walking down the street in the quarter, you know.
1: Yeah, there's I, nothing I, like I that just, smell.
2: I was tripping out. I said to Michelle Miller of CBS, "Even the sidewalk feels really great." She looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're really losing it, Anne you know the trees
0: and are the perfect time
2: <laughs> the trash smell <laughs> is so pungent it was terrific, and people were passing on the street when I was doing that whole thing with CBS walking on Raw Street. People were passing and saying hello, Anne and welcome back and mm-hmm. I don't know it was just it was just great so yeah, that was my top city, but all of the cities were terrific Vancouver it for me, I wish you had been there, Chris, but Vancouver was Terrific, beautiful, special city with very unusual, wonderful people. Um, They're called
1: Canadians. I, They're quite yeah. <laughs> interesting, if the Toronto mayor is any indication. <laughs> He's <laughs> well, no, fascinating.
2: Vancouver, we're talking about here. Vancouver. I know, North but it's North. the I know. Same but country. Wonderful
1: too. Yeah. Well, Christopher, I don't know. They what were, was your favorite city? What was my favorite city? Well, it's a hard question to answer because there was favorite <laughs> book signing, and then there was favorite city. And no
0: compunctions
1: about asking your mom. I so know. I realized on that the I'm spot setting him up. I. I, I have have to say um there was uh, San Francisco was gorgeous and it's always yeah. great to be back in San Francisco. I have a deep connection emotionally to that city even you're though born de- there. I was born there it doesn't look at all like it did when I was a child because it was <laughs> because more- you're much taller now. I'm much <laughs> taller and the houses are seem shorter and the and the cars seem faster and all of that. The doorknobs are within reach. Yeah, so that was great. I loved uh that but in terms of events I will I will say this that the energy and the size of the events, when they were at areas that were outside of major cities that were not obvious book tour destinations. Like, we did a great event in New York where we got up on a stage at Barnes & Noble and talked, and that was great. But Lexington, Kentucky, (laughs) and... uh, New York, New yeah, it's great, yeah, New it yeah, 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 it's all hat, it's, a, it's, all, it's all rat n-
0: trap in the world.
1: But there's Lexington, um, the energy of the people and how excited they were that we were there, and then um, Tempe had the same energy as well. Now mm-hmm. that's in the sort yeah. of in Phoenix, so it's not outside a major city, but it isn't mm-hmm. New York or San Francisco or L.A.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. Lexington was great. And of course we saw some relatives there too. And that was wonderful. We have relatives everywhere.
1: We really do. We have more with each book, it seems. That's the way it is with (laughs) the
0: Irish. There's lots of
2: us.
0: (laughs) You can't ever get away from your relatives.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And in Dallas, Dallas, we had a wonderful time and we saw relatives relatives in Dallas. Great signing there. I don't know. You know, it's hard to say what was the best place. Um, We hit a little town in Connecticut. I think the store is called R.J. Julia in Connecticut. And the, it, that didn't was a small no, signing this oh, is no. a different but... signing. Her
1: favorite cities are the ones where she was alone, where she wasn't with no. me so far, Vancouver <laughs> and New Haven, Connecticut. Suspicious. Oh, Christopher,
2: you little devil. You. I know, I know. No, I it's didn't like being you, alone on the tour. It, it, as a matter of fact, I enjoyed touring with you so much that I frankly would like it if you would tour with me from now on. Can I tell people Deal. I can't tour without you?
1: Deal. I mean, I had a wonderful time. As I told you on the last night, I threw my arms around you and I was delirious from lack of sleep, but I meant every word of it. It was an experience I will treasure for the rest of my life. Yeah, cool. Todd
0: Barcelo actually asked if uh, you all had ever con- considered collaborating on a
1: novel. Oh, I don't
0: know. No,
2: know. no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we, bo- we both have too many ideas of our own. And also, I'm not a collaborator. I've actually no. tried. And yes. I can't do it. it. I just cannot collaborate with challenge. another person. Yeah. I can barely collaborate with myself.
0: I think one of the joys of being a novelist is it's like you're making an epic motion picture all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Like there's no one else involved. You can decide the lights and the scenery and the actor and the performance and the costuming and the makeup. Mm-hmm. It's really a challenge. I love sharing with readers on book tour and stuff and editors, but... Not the creation process. I really treasure
1: that. Look, we Radio don't really collaborate on a lot with the show. We write our own sketches to set, you know, like you write Jonelle and I write Jordan. And then we have
0: two separate studios so we don't actually
1: have to, so that he doesn't get in my eye line. I know, right? Drives me crazy. He's always saying, I'm going to go to my trailer. And I'm like, we can't afford a trailer. I don't know whose trailer you're going to go to. We do have a question from Talitha Wagoner Lady Ann, tell us how you met Eric Shaw Quinn. I never heard that story. Or oh my you,
2: gosh, how did I meet Eric? <laughs> do you with, have a funny... I, I looked up him. for my
1: meal, and there he was across the I,
2: table. <laughs> yes, he came to our house in La Jolla. I think it was for Thanksgiving, no, wasn't it, Eric? That's, that's how, how met we met you.
1: We all had dinner at the California Pizza Kitchen next to my apartment building, which isn't oh there anymore. Oh my God. Yeah, no, you were, was that wasn't California the
0: California Pizza time? Kitchen. It was still Wolfgang Puck's.
1: Wolfgang Puck's restaurant, okay. and you were on tour for Christ the Lord, and you came oh, to okay. town to visit, and you had never met Eric before, and you pronounced him a good Southern dude.
2: Oh, all right. Was she yeah. on tour. <laughs> you were on
1: book tour. Yeah, she was on book yeah. tour.
2: Yeah, I oh. remember that. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: and then we actually, and then I was there at the housewarming in La Jolla. Yes. But the, I always count the first time that we met as that Thanksgiving dinner because that's the first time we really sat down together, the three of us, and just had the most fun that it's possible to have with your clothes on. I mean it was really yeah. we yeah. Had and a game it. of See, pig that, Yahtzee.
2: That is what I remember. We just laughed for, until everybody
0: morning was morning. there yeah. were tears running down everybody's faces. I remember you were you were on book tour, you were having to leave the next day to go somewhere That's right. on tour and yeah. you said, "I am going to get up from the table right now because if I stay 1 minute longer,
1: I think I will propose to you." Oh. <laughs>
0: and I, I got you a box of waves. engagement and rings.
1: And that's for how Christopher got two mommies. Right.
2: I guess. I still get that urge to propose to you, Eric. I really do. I, ha- I have fantasies about it, actually. <laughs> well, okay, that's there.. in your book
0: series.
1: You all can get married, but there's some documents I want you both to sign first relating to the estate, and we'll just clear all that up <laughs> before any of and that here, happens. And here, drink this glass of hemlock I mean, this. tea. Here, I've got a room for you at a hostel in Eastern Europe.
0: All right, then. So, mm. uh, what other questions have the party people for the two of you fabulous tour well,
1: This people? is a great question for Mom. This is from John Matson, one of our regular party people. He says, my question for Ann is this. Which one would you choose, the dark gift or the chrism? The chrism, oh, of course, being what the uh, man-wolves have in I the Wolf Gift I think I would
2: choose the chrism. Why, really? Because I could live in the daylight. Vampires are vulnerable, man. I mean, they're para- My vampires are paralyzed during the day. They can't do anything. They, they can dream. That's about it.
0: They need to get and, some magic uh, rings like those vampires over at the Diaries. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, or but then, I don't
2: have those magic rings in my books. <laughs> and and but my werewolves, you know, they can they can morph into monsters and protect themselves, and they never age, and they can absorb a oh, bullet. are they immortal as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've I forgotten that. Totally. <laughs> Someone sure. hasn't read The Wolves of Midwinter. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody hasn't read about Margon the Godless and how the tribe no, started. We're 5, just teasing. Years ago?
1: We're just teasing. Eric does plenty of reading for the Rice family.
0: Although I have to say, I'm the pokiest reader in the world. I, I don't know if I'm actually dyslexic, but. For, but you, anybody who's seen my spelling actually are, thinks that I you am dyslexic. It's I, a real I, thing. But I'm a really pokey. I don't want to diminish anybody's diagnosed LD. Um, yeah. But whatever the case is, I'm a really, or maybe I'm just dumb.
1: Um, that you're not, because if you were, I'd be able I'm to a, get a lot more over on I'm you. I'm a
0: pokey reader.
1: I am a really, really slow reader. Okay, so let's let's not let this slip through the cracks. Um, the Last time you were on our Facebook page, you posted something about cutting your hair. Oh, yes. So we have around 300 comments currently and thousands of page views for this post. (laughs) Your hair should have its own Twitter feed. And where do you think the votes are, Mom? Do you think they're for you cutting your hair or against you cutting your hair?
2: I think they're forming, cutting my there hair. There are
1: 300 votes for your cheating. I hear you typing on the keyboard. You're going to look at no, the post. No, I'm
2: going over to look at your page. That's all. <laughs> 300
1: votes, yes. Most of them saying, do whatever you want, you're Anne Rice. Let's yeah, not go crazy yeah. with that sentiment. Um, yeah, maybe you should shave your head. Really give people... No, a...
0: <laughs> I don't want to shave my head. Do it, Brittany. Do you remember when no, um, Elizabeth no, Taylor no, no, had the... um? Had the the brain surgery and she had she literally had like a gray crew cut. Of course, it was Elizabeth Taylor. It was really actually she looked pretty hot. It was kind of a she didn't stick with it. And she was Elizabeth Taylor. So there aren't really bad pictures of her. But I remember seeing it and thinking, my God, that woman can do anything.
2: That's true. She could. She was wonderful.
0: Quite. Did you see the Helena Bonham Carter version of her? No, uh-uh. They did a recent, you remember they did that, she and Richard Burton, after the, long after they were divorced, did The Private Lives on Broadway, the Noel Coward play. I was actually living around the corner at the time mm. um, in Hell's Kitchen, so mm. it's not a humble brag. It's actually kind of an admission. But they did, um, but Helena Bonham Carter and an actor whose name has escaped me for the moment did a recent uh, biopic for I think BBC, about that that particular... It was they an were interesting trying performance. to get the
1: Lindsay Lohan one out of everybody's oh, brain. Oh, my God, yes, that was really described. was an ugly...
0: And Grant Buller is such a good friend of mine. I just adore him, but that was really a thankless
1: task, that particular version. So, anyway, back to the, the topic here. Are you going to do it, Mom? Are you going to cut your hair?
2: Yeah, I'm going to cut it shorter, yeah.
1: Really? How short?
2: I don't know. Uh, I want it to look like a bubble instead of a bell. I'm mm. tired of it looking like a bell. Mm. So...
0: Huh. Mm. I think you'd be very cute. You're a very petite person, and I think it would be very um, cute, very boyish.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, it kind of would be. That kind mm-hmm.
0: of cute French girl kind of thing that you that you do so well
1: anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, we do have comments from the party people. Samiko Salson says um, that she's sorry she hasn't read The Wolves of Midwinter yet. She's just started because there was a horror novel by another rice that she read first. <laughs> oh, I uh-huh. that Buffy Peterson would like to know how were the Vampire Chronicles born? Do we have an oh, hour
2: to- totally <laughs> by mistake I mean just it was an accident. Sure, one night I thought, what would it be like to write a story about interviewing a vampire, and I didn't know the whole world was going to change for me. I had wow. no idea so. So you did not plot
1: out a whole world. You didn't you had no no. inkling of Akasha and Ankiel and the origin story when you were writing interview with the vampire?
2: Absolutely not. All of that came on the page as I was writing. I didn't even know that stuff was gonna happen. When I started The Vampire Lestat eight years after Interview with the Vampire, I simply started writing the novel and Lestat started a quest and he found Marius. Marius started talking and all of that stuff happened on the page. I I like to almost go into a trance when I write and just let my subconscious drive, you know. You know, Richard Sir Richard Burton, the explorer, used to say when he went to foreign lands and did crazy things, the devil drives. Well, with me, it's like (laughs) that, too. The devil drives.
1: (laughs) The devil drives. The devil drives. Let the devil drive. Does the devil work on commission?
2: (laughs) No. (laughs) He takes a percentage
1: of your soul because he's the devil. (laughs) Oh, it's not
2: really the devil. It's just the devil's a metaphor for our subconscious mind and our... Our, uh, our turbulent uh, and, and always restless capacity to make fantasy stories and, and chomp on metaphors and so forth. That's what the devil is. That's what it means to me. It's like in the South when you say, I'm getting down with my bad self. You mean you're going to you know, <laughs> yeah. get out and eat some cookies and listen to some rock music and dance around while nobody's home, right?
1: Absolutely. So Amy Bellino, getting back to the whole topic of book tours, would like to know if you could go on a book tour with any authors alive and writing who would you pick? And this question is for Ann, Eric, Chris, and Beckett, if he is in the studio. Beckett is not in the studio, but I think he is still capable is of answering this question. Beckett is in the studio here. Okay.
2: Beckett is in the studio He's here. He's in the
1: dinner party east. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Becky <laughs> can yeah. chime in. Anytime he wants to lean over and talk into this mic, he's here. But who would I want to go with? Well, Christopher yeah. Rice, number one. Yeah, okay. You and, can't say me. Uh, okay, can't say you or Eric, huh? No. Okay, I'll leave you out of it. Who would I oh, like? But it's sweet I don't know. You would think but to you say, know, I do right. think a group tour would be a great idea, where there were five, six of us, seven that? of us. What was the Ken
0: Kesey group that, where they got that yeah. bus and rode around together? The
2: Yeah, Electric Kool-Aid something or other. The Electric Kool-Aid it, acid I don't test? I don't remember, but it yeah, was, yeah. something like that. Okay yeah but I I don't know who exactly. Um, hmm. I think it would have to be some writer who wrote things that were also you know loved by my audience and and uh, or it wouldn't work you know yeah, I it would to, have to depend some on the shared, book. Some shared audience thing I don't know I, I really um, can't think offhand who that would be. Um, I tell you this thing I'll tell you this much on this tour Beckett, had a lot of fans coming I up mean to this, tell you the,
1: the emergence of Beckett as a force in publishing was really interesting. I know. A picture I know, of Beckett exactly. got posted on my Facebook page. I know. Yes, Beckett Be- has a yeah. book out called Key the Steampunk Vampire which is for young adults but I'm going to read it. I'm a young adult at heart.
2: Yes. <laughs> and, and Christopher Beckett's says quickly I-
1: heading me off. Yeah, exactly. And I got
2: requests for pictures with fans, and I think Changing Hands sold over 20 copies of Key, the Steampunk Vampire. Excellent, and it's available on Amazon as well.
1: But this is an exciting thing that some of our party people should know, because they are involved in the business of being indie publishers. Changing Hands was one of, I guess there are more stores doing this, that will take self-published, I'm putting in air quotes, Mm -hmm. books on consignment. And That's so right. they didn't just do this because he was coming with Anne Rice. That's they did right. this because they will do this for any author. They will take copies yes. of your books on consignment. And so he sold out in the course of the evening. 20 Excellent. copies right. of
0: Keys. Congratulations, so Beckett. A out of
2: Keys, the steampunk vampire. And people came up with the Blood V. V. Conte to have that sign. That's his series about vampires that he's publishing uh, digitally and in paperback. So he did very well with all that. And a lot of people greeted him because they'd seen him on the page, on my Facebook page. And they knew him. From his posts and so forth, so that was very pleasant. You know, I like that. I like the idea of it's almost like a group going out there to meet people. It makes it more like a party.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed joining you, even though I was just sitting there eating all the the snacks
2: <laughs> at the
0: Barnes and Noble event here in Los Angeles. Yeah, I,
1: I could have had you thing. eat a little quieter. You were smacking a little loud, at and I one feel for me. just terrible. Yeah, no, about I didn't. It. I forgot you were there. You were so quiet because usually you're not. So, um, but that was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where's Eric? What have they done with Eric Shaw Quinn? Well, I'll
0: tell you, you, just give me a plate
1: full of cookies and uh, Godiva chocolate and I'm quiet as a mouse. Well, Mom, are there any other topics you want to cover from your book tour? I, I think we, we got your favorite city. We got your favorite party person, which is impossible to answer because there's so many wonderful ones. And
2: well, I would like to say that the best tattoos, or the most best tattoos, were in, at Changing Hands in Tempe, Arizona. Really? I so would have guessed San Francisco. Let's uh, no, not... No, no we ha- now we had great tattoos in every city, we make no mistake. We had some amazing ones had in New Orleans. tattoos, but the Changing Hands tattoo people were... Incredible. They just, we got a lot of photographs of them. And uh, yesterday on the page, I posted about the tattoo people. And I asked people to post pictures of their tattoos. And we got some incredible pictures. Tattoos are going into high art now. They're really, I think you know, we should in a new creative phase. I think we should tattoo? have a
1: tattoo contest. No, she's not. Get, I won't let her get a tattoo. She can cut her hair. She can't have a tattoo. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, ask me that question. It's
0: like talking to somebody, a teenager's mom.
1: Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. I know who I'm going to set her up with, and she's not getting any tattoos. Well,
2: I'll tell you, Stan didn't want me to ever get a tattoo either. I wanted to get the MGM lion tattooed right on my chest above my breast, but he didn't want me to do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you, Dad. Ow thanks dad
0: thank I, you i for me it's like a sweater you can never take off like mm-hmm. i like it this season but will i like it next season i just i know, i can't I know. commit
1: yeah
2: but look well, there's something wonderful about tattoo people i don't know if you've ever been to a tattoo convention but i have and and i love to go to them as a matter of fact and That's it's hot. amazing how many fans i have at those conventions you come I up and, don't know and how say amazing Hello. I think that's, that's not amazing. Who I'd Let's
1: not forget about the beautiful woman in New Orleans who had Louis, Lestat, and Claudia as they were depicted in the Warner Brothers film, tattooed yes. on her calf. Yes. Oh my that God, that was amazing.
2: She did have those marvelous tattoos, and she was very generous in letting us photograph her. She was at the meet and greet that we did at Saint Alphonsus Church in New Orleans, St. and Pancake she also breakfast. came to the to the Vampire Ball.
1: Mom, it's been wonderful to have you on the show again. Um, are I'm we sorry, at- but your contract stipulates that you need to go now. You have Facebooking to do. Uh,
2: <laughs> I feel are you like kicking we, me off this I'm so glad we have this time this show? I'm not together. going. I'm going to make some political announcements right now. Make a
1: political announcement. <laughs> you Hillary have 30 for seconds. For are you running for president?
2: for president? Hillary for president. Hillary yeah! for president.
1: <laughs> yes, Hillary for
0: president. I was for Hillary the president. I was eight too. years ago, or whenever that and was.
2: And let's hear it for Pope Francis. The guy is really getting okay. a lot. Okay, trim- let's <laughs> not go <get laughs> crazy. Those kids
1: love Pope Francis. <laughs>
2: see that? Did
0: you Pope see that the, the footage with the kid running around on the stage with him? That he was yeah. like yes. perfectly cool with. I have to say, I don't agree with all of his policies, but he does seem like actually
1: a pretty cool guy.
2: He is a cool guy. Well, and on that bridge good.
1: building good note. Right. Yes. On that bridge building note. Mom, we must bid you goodbye for the evening. You're
2: pushing me out the door, Chris.
1: I am. That's I am right. I'm pushing you out the door <laughs> goodbye, so that we guys. can Goodbye, guys. Goodbye.
2: I love you. Thank you for Thanks having me. for
0: being our premier party person and for coming back to celebrate our first anniversary with us.
2: I love you. Bye-bye. Love you love too. Love you too. Bye,
1: darling. Bye, Mom. Welcome back to the Dinner Party Show's one-year anniversary special. Well, congratulations, Christopher Rice. Congratulations, Eric Shaw Quinn, on completing another 60-second trip to the bathroom. That's right. There
0: have been two tonight, so drink twice. And Christopher, I think, brought at least
1: one thing back to being all about him. So, Oh, uh, no, it's going to go even further back to being all about me. But this is a surprise for you. It's all about you. I received a message on Facebook from a listener of the show who asked to remain anonymous but said that I could share this note on the air if I removed all telling details. Christopher, he writes, I know you probably have flocks of minions who review these things. I don't, but okay. Yeah, but something to aspire to.
0: But I just wanted to tell
1: you a few things that really won't matter to anyone, but I'd like you to know. First, I finally got the funds together to buy your book, and so far I'm loving it. I would have liked to pre-order it, but you know how most companies like you to have the actual funds to cover your purchases. Yes. Yeah, sticklers about that. We have learned that the hard way on The Dinner Party Show. Second, and he was writing this a few weeks ago, I miss you and Eric both on Sundays. You see, I discovered your show several months after my fiancé died when I didn't think I'd ever laugh or smile again. You guys started to make me chuckle with your inappropriate humor and flat-out enjoying life. It took me quite a while to even comment, but you kept making me laugh, sometimes days after the show when things finally registered. So I did start (laughs) commenting. I'm pretty sure the world at large thinks I'm quite mad and possibly a danger to others. My shrink assures me I'm not, by the way. But you filled a spot on Sundays that my fiancé used to fill for me. It isn't quite the same, but I do get to laugh again. So I just wanted to say thank you. I would say the same to Eric if I knew how to contact him properly. There is no contacting Eric properly. You can only just sort of contact Eric. Right. Though I suspect it would swell his head even larger than it seems.
0: I don't know if that's possible.
1: Would that leave any room in the studio, he asks. Anyway, I've taken up enough of your time. Oh, no, you can always take up my time to Uh, swell our heads. That's so kind. Thank you again for being as funny and charming as you are and for sharing that with me and the rest of us. I can't wait for you to get back on the air live. The wait is over, but then you're going to have to wait again for two more weeks while we do specials. The only thing I had to look forward to on Sundays now is our—oh, and that's a personal detail, which will give away his identity, so I will leave that Top aside. secret. Jenny.
0: Well, that's very kind, and I hope that it is an experience that a lot of our listeners have had. We wanted to do something that, you know, gave us a chance to show off that yes. we were writers and that we had And know, that Eric is smarter skills. than you. <laughs> and
1: that, you and know, me. that's
0: the main thing. But that I read much slower, so that should make you feel better. Yeah, and I can uh, really
1: update you on all the M M/M slash M romances I've read over the absolutely. past week. anyway and,
0: uh, and uh, yeah, and we have specials coming up to delight and uh, amuse you for the hol- the upcoming holiday. We're we're going back live from. Poison Creek for oh, Thanksgiving. This is a terrible with idea. With Joan L. Sams, live from the mall there.
1: After the last one the special ruined their mall. Okay, Well, it's great. not my
0: mall. I don't see why I should care as long as we got Thanksgiving off.
1: As long as our insurance policy is in effect. And then we're going to answer the question that is burning up the airwaves. Where why the, the fuck, fuck is Jordan, is Jordan Ampersand? ampersand?
0: There's a spe- yeah, so before Thanksgiving, Sunday the 23rd. Sunday the 24th, is, actually. 24th, Sunday the 24th. Sunday the 24th. Also known as the 23rd in some circles, but really the 24th. Yes,
1: that's not in the uh, wrong is circle.
0: The, in the wrong circle. Yes,
1: and then uh, Sunday, December 1st, the first day of December, we will answer the question, where the fuck is Jordan Amber? So two
0: exciting um, dinner party show, original specials that you've never heard before, airing in the next two weeks, and then, of course, all during the week. We're on the air 24 hours a day. So We
1: are also now on Stitcher and TuneIn. Two apps that are uh, for mobile devices that have radio options on them. Excellent. And we are free everywhere we appear. We are free, free, free. The Dinner Party Show. You
0: can't get away from it. We are incessant
1: and unavoidable.
0: That's right. So you might as well just give in.
1: Resistance is futile. Happy one-year anniversary, Eric Shaw Quinn. Happy
0: one-year anniversary, Christopher Rice, and thank you all for being a part of the Dinner Party Show.
1: Absolutely, and thank you to Brandon Griffith and Brett Chernin, the men who make our show who run caused from there the booth. to actually be a Dinner Party Show. Uh, Billy McIntyre and Nick Cedaring, who were not here this week because we didn't have any guests in studio, but they'll be back in their formal attire very soon, I'm sure. Right. And then we have Shea Butters, a.k.a. Ben Scuglia, on our Facebook page. Connoitling with all of you people. Thanks to all of you for helping the show run, making the show run.
0: So, yeah, so happy anniversary to us all. God bless us, everyone. And uh, we will be back with our new second season the first Sunday, uh, the second Sunday, I guess it is, the 8th, I would guess, of December.
1: Season two of The Dinner Party Show. Don't miss it. But until then, here's our girl, Pink. Thanks for listening.